That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Here we go, So champions. Yes, we are. We are the champions who day. And we can keep on fighting till the end. We are the champions. We are the champions. No time for Steelers, Ravens, or Browns, because we are the champions of the North. And Love welcome it. back to Fuck You, We, we like, like the Bengals, Division Champions Edition. That's right, bitch. Let's go. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, as always, is Lloyd Johnson. Dude, we fucking, we'll talk a little bit about like, the whole season as a whole, but... Dude, we fucking made it. Fuck yeah, we did. Division fucking, goddamn champs. And what a great way to fucking do it. Man. I know. Because like all season long, um, I was kind of talking about before the podcast, uh, I was, uh, I kind of had tempered expectations going into this year because I recognized that like you're coming off of a season that's 4-11-1. You can't expect us to go from worst to first. Right. Well, I mean, you're also coming with a quarterback who was out with a serious injury coming back. Serious. A coach that's only in like his, you know, beginning stages of of doing things you know i mean yeah i think it was it's not unwise to have tempered expectations i mean i can appreciate the people who enjoy watching football by like everything has to be the biggest they have to just assume every year that we're going to the super bowl you have to and that's the mentality that the Bengals have every year yeah because like when cj uzama was in the, the locker room after the game he was like he was pointing to the hat like division champions He's like this is not the standard yeah that and, uh, fucking rules. Yeah, I, I love the attitude. I love the cockiness, if, yeah. if, if you will. It's deserved because Sports Illustrated predicted that the Bengals would win three games this year. I never forgot that. I want to know who wrote it. Oh, we will find that out. We will. I, wanna, I, wanna, I just want to send them like a tweet real quick. Like, hey. Hey. How's that working out for you? How's that working out for you? The Bengals tripled. Tripled. And then some that prediction. Yeah. And like, cause I've, I've kind of gotten a little bit of shit on here and on the, uh Oh, get it, get it. Oh, you're good. Well, I'm a champion. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna grab some ice. Keep talking. Ooh, grab ice cubes. Cause like all season, I kind of got, I've gotten kind of, sh- kind of gotten shit for like having tempered expectations, occasionally gambling against the Bengals in one game. I get it. I fucked up. And I was, you know what, you know what I said before the podcast, Lloyd, if I was, uh, 
wrong about something about if I was wrong about the Bengals not uh, if I predicted them losing a game or like not winning the division and they win the division, you know what I said, Lloyd? I will gladly eat my words, gladly, because I'm saying as it's I feel a responsibility as someone who chooses to talk about sports to a handful of listeners. I feel a responsibility to not be overly optimistic. I mean, yeah, you have, you have to be unbiased to a point yeah. to actually like talk honestly about it. And that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of the, if you're going to take, if you're going to take on a thing like discussing sports or commenting on sports as a whole, yeah, you, you have to, I mean, that's kind of what you have to do. Yeah, like you can't like uh, like Bart Scott showed bias this week a towards bit. his Ravens because like Burrow's gonna have a target on his back for red fucking. Dot. We call it a red dot. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, put 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 the call out. And Peter King, I think of SI was like, dude, you stop, yeah. stop saying we when ta- like you're a national analyst. Stop saying we when you're talking about a football team that you're supposed to show no bias towards. Right. I mean, he looked. So clownish and silly by the end of that. He's just like, well, I mean, he's like, oh, they lost to the Jets. They just lost to the Jets. That was his only argument. But the Ravens lost to the Jets. They're lost to the Bengals who lost to the Jets twice. Yeah. So if you're, if your case is they lost to the Jets, you lost to the team that lost to the Jets. Yeah. Enjoy it, Bart Scott. Yeah. I mean, he, well, also Bart Scott used to play for the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking shit about a team that you used to play for, motherfucker. Yeah, but just like everyone else, just like everyone else, I think he's just forgotten that he played for the Jets because he didn't matter once he got there. No, he's just like, well, I mean, he played for the Jets, I think, during the uh, during the Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez, like really good years when they were actually like competitive. And then and right, the, what I'm saying is he wasn't a big factor for them. No, it was like the tail end of his career. And he was just like a pedestrian linebacker. Yeah, he's somebody you knew because of the people he played with. Yeah. Like you knew him because Ray Lewis was fucking middle linebacker for his entire tenure. Yeah. And if you have a guy like Ray Lewis standing next to you, you look better by. Yeah. You look in a positive way, guilty by association. You're. Like Ray Lewis, like teams are going to focus on Ray Lewis. He's the, he was the at the time the most intimidating motherfucker in all of football, for sure. But no one ever was like, "Oh, we got to plan around Bart Scott." No, never. Teams now have to. Basically, what he was saying was teams now have to plan around Joe Burrow while also refusing to call him a top five quarterback. Yeah, he was like, "Oh," when he was like, "Would you say top 10? He He's like, "Yeah, maybe top 10. Yeah, because Burrow right now. I'm not going to say top five. I'm going to say top three. I wouldn't. I mean, I think that's that's an easy case to make. Very easy. Like, he is scorching hot right now. I mean, he just broke how many records in one game? A lot. In the past two games, he has been... He is 29 yards shy in two games of 1,000. That's madness. Unbelievable. And if you wanted to, I mean, we just fucking got right into it because like we talk every week and we just bullshit about random shit every week, but we just, we're just so stoked about the division. We just got right into it. And if you wanted to talk about it on like some like live audio only sports talk platform that's free to download and use, is it like a, like a app you would download or something like that? I would use Spotify Greenroom. Yeah, I would too. 
if you don't know, Spotify Greenroom is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. The realest time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And even you can even share your own experiences on the app. Talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. You can join in on conversations with me and Lloyd and have a chance to be featured on the Fuck You podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'll be hosting rooms every week on uh, sometime at some place. Come through and talk with us live. Um, Alex lost his place in the raid. No, I did because I just got a text from a friend that uh, that uh, <laughs> she's actually friends with Handy Hats Girl. Nice. And um, it was a it was literally a text about Joe Burrow. Fuck yeah! Uh, all you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free. Hi Lloyd. Hi. In the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Fuck You group and the Sports Drink group. Follow us at FUWLT Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live sometime at some place. Uh, come through with your spiciest takes. Uh, <laughs> so my friend Tiffany Hendricks, shout out. She fucking rules. Uh, I've told her about the whole thing. Nice. Uh, but she just texted a picture of Joe Burr, uh, that uh, it was the quote from Chris Collinsworth. Oh, yeah. There is something about that cigar smoking son of a gun that turns you on if you're a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals. A little aggressive. Nah, you know, I mean, that's. He's not wrong. Yeah, no, he's not wrong. Like if you, I mean, um, I can't remember. I saw some stat of like how many. I just thought the word "turns you on" was a little. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's. I get the sentiment. It's like say, it's like because I said today, like Joe Burrow's got a massive hog, and I have no yeah. problem saying that. It's just fun, and that's what Chris Collinsworth is saying. So I'll defend what Chris Collinsworth is saying. Yeah, people are always like, "Oh, he hates the Bengals." No, he's just unbiased, and he's not as good at it as he wants to be. So he sounds yeah. like he's like. He tries to do the opposite of what Bart Scott was doing and be as, like, not rah-rah for the Bengals. Yeah. So he's more, like, distant and, and direct with what he's saying when he's calling anything with the Bengals. Yep. And people are like, why does he hate him? He's like, he doesn't. He goes to their practice facility, like, twice a week. Yeah, he's, he's, had, Joe, he's had Joe Burrow on his podcast. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, he played for the Bengals for – he was on two Super Bowl teams. It's always weird to me that people think, like, oh, he doesn't like him just because he doesn't go, like, 
they're the best team in the fucking world every time he talks about them. Like, Boomer Esiason kind of does that a little bit. I mean, yeah, he's still got... You can tell there's a lot of guys that have a little bit of that. Like A little uh, bit of a bias, like Bill Cowher does it with the Steelers. And, yeah, and against the Browns, Ravens, Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fun. Which, speaking of going against uh, the Steelers, I would like to uh, <coughs> shout out someone a little later. We'll get to that a little bit later. But, because we don't really care about the Steelers this week. Fun you know nice. why? What the fuck happened last week? We are division champions. Say what you were going to say. I thought you were going to sing it. Say No, you can sing it. No, I was going to go with you when you sang it. Do you want to do it? No, not now. Okay, fine. But, you know what, Lloyd? What? Division goddamn champions. Fuck yeah, we are. Oh my god. The Bengals, and this is a game I did not expect them to win. I Yeah, I was very... I, well, I, I mean, I think on the podcast, I said I feel like this is one of those teams like that the Bengals can kind of... like. They can make it a good game. It, well, I, I was saying it's one of those teams where, like, they, the games they lose are going to be to someone like the Bengals. They're, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always, like, teams that just – they play a certain way, and when you play other teams that have a defense that works well against what you're doing, like the closed West, West, uh, West Coast offense, like yeah. Casey does. Like our, our, just like the run, gun, and just shoot yeah. it downfield. Yeah, I mean, you look at – we contain Lamar well. We you know we always do well against them. Well, of late, well, yeah. I'm just saying, like the way the defense is built now under the current, you know, coaching staff and everything. Yeah, but not just so. Stats for Joe Shiesty. Holy shit, <laughs> he's been unbelievable these past couple games. Uh, yeah, he's been on fire. Thirty of thirty nine for four hundred forty six yards, four touchdowns. <laughs> I don't know what to think. You just think he's a very good quarterback, and we're lucky to have him. Yeah. Mr. I want Chase Young and Tua Tonga Vailoa. Hey. You're right. I've said a million times that, yep, yeah. you'd be wrong. Yep. I was wrong. Yep. And Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 you're fine. Yeah. But, um, but no, it's like, it, it sometimes it like boggles my mind. And I occasionally have to sit back and be like, this man, Big Dick Joe, Joe Shiesty, Joe Brr. He's the man. He's the quarterback of my fucking favorite team. Yeah. He's a. And he's a fucking, he's playing amazing. I have yet to use this word to describe Joe Burrow. I am going to use it now and I can, I feel comfortable saying it. He is a superstar. Yeah. He's definitely elite. He is. At this point, there is no quarterback that's hotter right now. No. I mean, that's what I was going to say. I think that I saw a stat of how many like, followers a bunch of Bengals players have gotten over the past couple of weeks and how many has Joe Burrow gained I can't remember the numbers but it was a staggering amount like it's it's definitely gone way up in just the past couple weeks and people and because the narrative of uh for Burrow for a while was like going into the draft was he should pull an Eli pull an Eli and just like I don't want to play for Cincinnati oh yeah yeah which that that narrative is going to happen every year until the end of time, which is why I hate that narrative. Yeah, it's I mean that's dumb, but it's the same thing as you know I, you have fans of stuff that you know, LSU fans don't necessarily translate over to Bengals fans. They have been recently. Well, now I mean yeah, now that it's happening, but <clears throat> you always want to see you know the 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 team you like or the guy from the team you like go to somewhere that you know it looks like they're going to win. Yeah. 
going to a team that it, you know hasn't been doing as well. Because they want to see like they want to see Joe Burrow, they want to see Jamar Chase, they want to see Tyler Shelvin, and that's it. Uh, just like they want to see those guys like kick ass in the pros. And for a while, especially over the last two years, the Bengals hadn't been doing it. Right. But this year, division champions, bro. Fuck yeah. Ten and six. Yeah, ten and six with a game to go against the yeah. Cleveland Browns, which tickets are hilariously cheap. Dude, it's uh, it's this is I mean the definition of a garbage time game. Oh, I know. Like Joe Burrow's not even going to Cleveland. And oh, that's right. Yeah, he's not even going. And let's see how the Chiefs are doing right now. Twenty six or twenty eight to twenty one. Um, because because the Chiefs uh, Broncos game determines the seating. Yeah. For um, or could determine. Whether the Bengals are still eligible for the number one seed. Right. Which, at this point, as of the recording, like this moment in time, right now, we are. Yeah. All has to happen are Bengals win, which, and who knows, and Titans lose. Right. And they're not, not losing. They're, they're not yeah. losing to Houston. And Denver comes back to beat Kansas City because they're up 20. Chiefs are up 28 to 21. Drew Locke is playing a Drew Locke game. Melvin Gordon's having a hell of a game, but no, and uh, it's possible they could either be the one, the any seed one through four. Yeah. So it's basically Tennessee won the South, New England won the East. No, Buffalo won the East. Okay. Uh, South East, the West is is the Chiefs, obviously, yep. and the Bengals, which yep. fucking insane. Kings of the North, baby. Kings of the North. Uh, also, shout out to our friends at Cincy Shirts for releasing a tee pretty much immediately after. I haven't gotten it yet, but we'll give you a plug because we love you. Yeah, Billy, give me some shirts. Um, Billy is actually going to be on the pod next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, uh, for the first time ever in my tenure as host of Fuck You, we are going to be doing an episode where we roast a team that we're playing in the playoffs. Fuck yeah. I am so excited. We might make it a live one. So stay tuned. Um, but let's get to some more players because it's not just Joe Burrow that's on fire. Not at all. <sighs> Everyone hitting their stride at the same time was magical to watch. T. Higgins kind of had a – I mean, he was <clears throat> kind of got back down to earth. Still had a decent game, played his role, three receptions, 62 yards. Tyler Boyd, four receptions, 36 yards. C.J. Uzama, four receptions, 32 yards. Joe Mixon's uh, seven receptions for 40 yards. There is one player I'm forgetting about. Who would that be, Lloyd? I don't know. Hmm. Can you give me any any uh, any hints here? Because it's it's escaping my it's mind. Those Chase guys, right? Chase Young, Chase, or something, uh, something like that. Uh, Chase. Um, I don't know. Jamie Chews. Jamie Chews. Jimmy Chew. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess a name here, Jamar Chase. That sounds right. That sounds right. <sighs> Eleven receptions, two hundred and sixty-six yards, three touchdowns. Dude, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so let's talk about who I think is going to win Rookie of the Year. At this point, it would be silly if he doesn't. Yes, <laughs> it's the rookie record. Yeah, for most receptions in a game. If he, if he gets what? Historic. 12 yards, he ties Chad Johnson's. For franchise record. Yeah, and 44 yards, he breaks the all-time rookie record. Yeah. Oh, boy. Wait, didn't he already break it? No. 
I think he's got like 44 yards to beat. Let's Google that real quick. But no, 11 receptions, 200 and, uh, 266 yards, three touchdowns. That's insanity. It is the Super Bowl era record. The NFL record was Bill Groman in 1960. You are correct, 44 yards away. I pay attention to shit sometimes. Yeah, you do. The Houston Oilers, it looks like. Yeah, I think it was Warren Moon or? Uh, no, it was 1960. Oh, okay, my bad. I didn't. No, you're good. Uh, he just <laughs> overtook Justin Jefferson. In 16 games, it's the Super Bowl record. It's the Super Bowl era record. Yeah. For most recept- for most receiving yards in the game. It was a 17-game season. Broke the record in 16 games, so I don't give a shit. Yep, don't care. Don't care. So let's talk about his touchdowns because his first one didn't even expect it to be a touchdown. He just zigzagged his way through the Chiefs secondary, outran the entire team. Yeah. And it's just like, that's our guy. Let's go. And it was after the Bengals were down 14 to nothing, and that kind of like gave the crowd a little bit of a spark. Yeah. Because, actually, okay, so speaking of the crowd, I was at the game. It's my eighth game I've been to this year. I think my ninth NFL game. And um, the ratio of Bengals fans to Chiefs fans was not as, not as extreme as I thought it would be. Yeah. Not as extreme. There was still a sizable portion of Bengals fans. Good. Because I thought Paul Brown Stadium was going to be overtaken by Chiefs fans. Oh, no, I mean, I... I think they did a good job, like media wise and, and marketing wise, pushing that game. Yeah, and I uh, I literally decided to go last minute because I was texting friend of the pod Billy Devore, Billy and I also almost over I ran over our other friend Tyler Snipes uh, with a bird scooter <laughs> with a lime. It was like dry, I was like uh, on a lime scooter downtown. I was like trying to make it down to the Chiefs game, and then Billy called me. He's like, "Hey, motherfucker, you almost ran over Tyler." I'm like, "Whoops!" He's like, "Turn around." I'm like, "Oh hi." That's fun. It was really fun. But I was like, it was like 1130 in the morning on Sunday. And I'm, I texted Billy. and I'm like, I'm not missing this game. Screw it. I'm going to spend $80. I got. Yeah, that guy knows. I got great fucking seats. Fuck yeah. It was a south side end zone. Like top. You, you know, you know what the layout of Paul. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's the top. Like if you're looking from the opposite side, very top left. I was like second to top row. And, like, you could see the game. You could stand the whole time. It was perfect. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. And when, it was an, it was the opposite side of where, where Connor McLagger hit the field goal to win the division. Fuck yeah. So I found a, uh, <laughs> I found a water bottle um, on uh, – it was just not used. It was just like – there were, like, three loose behind me sitting there the whole fucking game. And I took one of them. And, like, when uh, the Bengals uh, – clinch the division i knew like whether either they um either they scored the touchdown to take the lead over the chiefs or just however they scored i decided to take the water ball and just like spray it over my head just to have fun with it made sure it was out of the way of a lot of people i still got some on, on some people but dude what a game and yeah dude, i mean Shout out to the defense for only allowing three fucking three points, in the, points in the second half. It was twenty-eight to seventeen going in the second half. Yeah, that's that's gnarly against football Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and and football oh, patty cakes and football Satan and Tyreek Hill. But 
Boom. That's a good. Oh, that just. I like that. That's fun. <laughs> but no, uh, Bengals clinched the division. Uh, so and made it look fairly easy in the second half. Like oddly yeah, they looked, did. It oddly looked like they were just like, oh, okay, here's what you do. Because I've said all season, and I think you can attest to this: the Bengals play their best when they play with spunk. Yep. When they have attitude, they play well. Like when the in the Bengals game against the Jets that Bart Scott kept bringing up for some fucking reason, semi-valid reason, but don't give a shit because we're division champs and Burrow is an insane quarterback. Right. In that game against the Jets, they played with zero attitude. Yeah, I mean it was, <clears throat> it it was one of those. One of the things I don't like that the Bengals team has done so far this year is after big wins, they seem like they come in a little overconfident. Yes, because they did that with the Ravens win. And, well, I mean, like this week is like, I mean, it's like garbage time game. Yeah. Tickets are $6. That's awesome. Yeah. And so if you're if you're in Cleveland, if you're at First Energy Stadium, Go to the game, I guess. It's still going to be an empty stadium. I mean, but that that's kind of what you want in a weird way. Yeah, in a weird way. I hope it's overtaken by Bengals fans because there are plenty of Browns fans down here. Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of Bengals fans there. Because when I went to Chicago, I, I, I maintain this. I was outnumbered 50 to 1 by Bears fans. Well, yeah, you're in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's insane. I still loved when they chanted Green Bay sucks. I'm like, you're not even playing Green Bay this week. If the, but they're not wrong. Yeah. And if the Bears had played anyone else this week, I would have been cheering for the Bears pretty hardcore. I forgot how stupid Aaron Rodgers was. Like, every year I kind of forget how dumb he is. Yeah. And then he says stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're an idiot. <laughs> He's a complete idiot. I maintain Aaron Rodgers is a closet Scientologist. I mean, he said if you can't, if you can't question science, then it's not science. And I was like, that, uh, that's the opposite <laughs> of how that works. It's like the Chad Daniels line. Just like, go to your room. I, I need to think about some things for a little bit. As my dad would say, go color. <laughs> I love saying that to people. Dude, it really is like so demeaning and such an easy, like, just go color. It, it's hard to do. I've done it a few times on social media. I'm sorry I stole your line. Can I have the line? Yeah, of course. But it's hard to... Uh, it's hard for it to translate over Facebook comments. But if you yeah, tell it right. It's, it's definitely the way you say it. Yeah. Just go. So it doesn't necessarily translate to text. Just go color. Like, I remember my dad saying that to people, like, grown-ass men. <laughs> and, I mean, I will admit that my dad was, you know, fucking 6'5", 400 fucking pound. Intimidating motherfucker. You know, long Fucking black hair all the way down his back. Yeah. Giant fucking beard out to his shoulders. Yeah. If he tells you to go color, there's not a lot you can say about it or do. Yeah. But seeing him be that dismissive with people where he's like, just go color. Go color. It's the way it's in the way you say it that it's just so dismissive. <laughs> it's uh it's like one of the things I, I, I get a kick out of with I not, wish we could tell that the Bart Scott. I, maybe I will. Yeah. I just recorded a little video message and tweeted to him. Just, dude, go color. Go color. But it's, uh, there's certain, like, uh, one of the few things I still do enjoy about Joe Rogan is the way he insults people 
is you use the simplest insult. You'd be like, just stop it, dummy. Because it's like, I, I'm not even going to put the effort into coming up with a clever way. Like, I'm going to use the dumbest one. Did you ever see what he did to Carlos Mencia? Uh, yeah. Oh, so good. It was... It was... Uh, that was like a volcano erupting of, like, him taking on everyone's shit and just being like, nope, this is we're done with this. Chad was talking about this this week. Chad Daniels, one of my favorite comedians of all time. He was talking about this at Go Bananas this week. It's like, comedians don't get canceled. Their fan base gets shifted. Yeah, because like if he tells jokes about Mexicans or something like that, a lot of people that are at the show now aren't going to come back. But a whole new crop of people are going to be lining up around the block like I can't wait for these fucking Mexican jokes. Yeah. And it's it's not always what they want to happen for sure. No, it's like he's like you, you people suck at canceling people. Well, I mean, also just. the whole, I don't know. I, I have a whole issue with like people. Going, oh, this person got canceled. Really? They're still working. Yeah, it's like, they're like dead. it's like when people say like, oh, you're canceled. It's just you're dead to me. Yeah. Or just, you know, oh, you people got mad at you on Twitter. Twitter's not a real place. No, it's like no one's canceled if the Internet doesn't exist. And I mean, if you're still working like Louis C.K., people are like, oh, he's canceled. Really? He just put out a special and made like a shit ton of money. I think they, I think they said like, uh. $200,000 the first day or something? Yeah. And $10 sales? Yeah. Most people didn't even know the special came out, and he still made two hundred grand in a day. Bank. CK's fine. And I haven't watched it yet, and I'm probably going to. It's okay. It is? It's okay. okay. I watched Gaffigan's last night. It was pretty good. I haven't watched any of his newer ones because it just got kind of... <clears throat> I feel like he kind of was resting on his success a little bit for a couple of them. Okay. But I've heard the last one is better. Okay. It's not bad. Um, so let's get back to the game. We kind of got off on a tangent there. Ooh, 28-24 between the wow. Chiefs and the Broncos. Chiefs have the lead still. Um, also, Chase's um, – uh, how long was his last touchdown? Because it says it up there. It says uh, Chase, 18-yard reception, Connor McLeager, 48-yard field goal. Um, and how long was his last touchdown reception? <laughs> 69, dude. Nice. Uh, Chase, 69 yards. That was just, again, just blown coverage, and Burrow recognized it instantly. Yeah. It, I mean, it was fun to watch once they realized, like, oh, okay, this is how the secondary is going to play this. Then fine. We'll just exploit it over and over again. And, the, like, Chase was incredibly wide open. Oh, yeah. Because like, I think Shamefully the, wide open. <laughs> just pain. If you're a Chiefs fan... There were Chiefs fans in the stands that were closer to Chase than the DB was. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple more. <clears throat> I was just picturing how many wives in Kansas City were going to get punched after that game. Because <laughs> they're notoriously like just shitty, rowdy fans. Yeah, especially now that they expect their team to go 16-0. and Yeah. Or 17-0. and But just watching like some of those... I almost felt bad for Chiefs fans because I know how much that has, like how frustrating that is to watch. Yeah. Like, uh, it's happened a few times. There was one uh, one of the times the Bengals played the Patriots where I think Carlos Dunlap was about to just sack Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, as he's falling to his knees, knees bombs one for like 57 yards and still hits, I think it was Wes Welker, right in the fucking numbers. That's what he does. He's got and a it, great deep ball. And it went to a, t um, but it went to touchdown. And it's just like, he, 
he was being wrapped up as he's throwing it. And you're like, yeah, no, oh, fuck. And then there's the DB's nowhere near the receiver, and it just goes all the way down for a touchdown. You're like, fuck, they started the eight-yard line, bro. That's what uh, – there was a Bengals-Colts uh, playoff game like seven years ago where Andrew Luck did the exact same thing. You remember that play? Uh, Maybe. He was like being tackled, and as he was falling to the ground, threw a deep ball to I forget who. Yeah, it was but. one afterwards he said something like, oh, I thought there was a flag on the play, so I was just winging it. <laughs> <laughs> and hope, and you got to hope that that's not the Bengals' luck going into the playoffs. Yeah. I, Which, by the way, Lloyd, we're going to the playoffs. Fuck yeah, we are. Yes. Dude, I was at Paul Brown Stadium, and they, like, there were no strangers. Oh, no. I, I, and that's one of those things I love seeing is, like, in situations like that. People you would probably never get along with or never have a reason to talk to or care about, they all become best friends. Yes, and that's uh, – dude, so I uh, sat um, kind of, like I said, top left of like the south side end zone. They were actually pretty cheap. It was like 80 bucks, which not bad for those tickets. But I got a video of a dude. Just, it was fucking freezing cold outside. He was just dancing with his shirt off. I'm like, that's a vibe. Yeah, that's a that's – <laughs> Fucking a, ruled. That's a uh, beer-fueled – Having fun. That's yeah. I you might hate me when I say this. I love goofy bro energy. Oh no no no! It's fun to watch. It's yes. just not always fun to be around. Yes, it's so much fun to watch. Like there's places where it's fun. Football game is fine. Inside of a B dubs during fights, no. Okay, yeah, because you're there. Like I'm trying to watch and analyze these fights. And me hearing people be like, "Dude, they wouldn't even let me fight in there because like." Just the way I am, man, I'll kill somebody. Like, yeah. Shut up. I got a video of uh I got a video of that dude and there was like a dude next to him dancing and an old friend of mine texted me and she's like, That that's my cousin. <laughs> and uh, I ra- I ran into him at uh the Holy Grail and got a selfie and sent it to her and fucking ruled, man. Yeah. I mean that kind of fun where everybody's just in on it. <clears throat> like everything everyone gets wrapped up in the same thing. Euphoria. It's fucking fun to experience. Yeah. Fun to watch. Dude, even if you're I, not there i went up to 20 strangers i was like we're going to the playoffs oh dude i like did you see all the fucking people hugging in the crowd after the field goal that's exactly what i did yeah they were like they were were, like panning through the fucking crowd and like there's easily like 50 percent of people you see in the crowd were hugging somebody yeah i was yeah i mean that's awesome that's fun thing to fucking be around that's even a fun thing just to watch after winning six games in two years Hug a motherfucker. I uh, it's a pandemic, but yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I wouldn't, but sure. I did, and holy shit, it was just, it was unbelievable. I mean, <clears throat> what a fun feeling for everybody to be like, ah, oh, they're gonna be okay, or they're gonna suck, and then go from a- that. That's what I was. Yeah, going from that to division champions. And again, against the team that going into the week, I can't remember what the, what the fucking betting line was, but it was goofy. Oh, I'm not going to look that up. You know what? I'll look that up. I can't remember what it was when I first looked at it because it was one of those ones where I was like, this might be worth betting on. The Chiefs were four and a half point favorites going into the game. The money line, 
Chiefs minus 200, Bengals plus 170. Oh, that's way better than what I saw initially. That was uh, December 26th, so that was like right after. Yeah, so I, I mean, <clears throat> when I first looked it up, like the beginning of that week, it was it was way further of a spread. Really? Yeah, I think it was like a, almost a 10-point spread on the game initially, but I might be I might be remembering it. It was something. It was something where I'm like, all right, that's that's a little much. And well, yeah, because like it's hard for Vegas to bet again because they just eviscerated Pittsburgh. Yeah. So it's hard for Vegas to look at Kansas City, who <sighs> just destroyed. Even I mean, I know Pittsburgh's been disappointing this year, but Pittsburgh's disappointing every year. We'll get to that in a little bit because I'm going to shout out the fave in a little bit. Yep. Um, when you come out, I mean, they're a 500 team. When you destroy a 500 team, it's hard for Vegas to look at that and be like, I'm going to still say the Bengals win this game. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be the Bengals be favored on any betting line. Like at the beginning of the week, it was pretty silly to me, at least looking at it. Like, like it's probably like a touchdown favorite or something. I think, like I said, I think it was a 10 point spread initially. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Come on. That's one of the like it was one of the furthest spreads I'd seen all year, and I'm like, you, you can't give me any more credit than that. And then, of course, as it gets closer to the game, the lines tighten up as people bet. But yeah, the initial yeah. one, I was like, what the fuck? How? Yep. And uh, shit. Uh, so I, I was actually thinking about this earlier this year, and now I can confidently say, actually, I can say for fact, at no point this season did the Bengals have a losing record. Nope. Nope. None at all. They were close. The only 500 record that they had, I think, was like one and one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they've been they've been doing what you want to see a team do all year, bouncing back after losses. Like I said, the only thing you don't really care to see is them being overconfident after wins. But I think that just comes after from, big wins. Yeah, but I mean that that also just comes with like being at the dance. The what? You know, you know, playing like they've been there before, being yeah. at the dance, like actually getting that experience under your belt, not to get too cocky. Yeah. Especially like, you know, both of the Ravens games, they were underdogs in. Yeah. They were underdogs in the second game. I don't think they were. I mean, because Josh Johnson was starting. Right. They were still underdogs initially. Really? Yeah. Because uh, it was commented on on a bunch of different shit that I <clears throat> follow that the opening line was... No, uh, the Bengals were three-point favorites. Yeah, I'm saying the opening line wasn't. Okay. Like, if you were betting on it, like, before, even, like, the week before, like when the game before was happening. Okay. Like, you, you they, start to op- they start the lines usually right around the time the other game is on. Looks like DraftKings said, uh, <sighs> going in, like, after week 15, going into week 16, the Bengals were three-point favorites. Yeah, DraftKings has a lot more reasonable betting than some of the other ones. Good! Yeah, I mean... But like, uh, like I do my bookie for most of the uh, fights. Okay. But football stuff and other sports stuff, <clears throat> I usually shop around a little bit. I've been doing pretty well in DraftKings this year. Yeah, I, I think they're uh, they're a little more reasonable, especially with like football and okay <clears throat> some of the stuff. Fights are they keep things so tight because I feel like their their <gasps> staff just doesn't know enough to do it well. Yeah. Whereas some of the other ones, it's. <clears throat> I'll make some wild bets just for fun. Oh, yeah. But then there's always a couple where I'm like, all right, at least this is a good enough return that I'll probably make my money back if I lose every other bet. Yeah. And I always come out, I almost always come out ahead. Nice. 
And I always want, I often wonder, like, this is this isn't a segue going into an ad read, by the way, I promise. But like, I often wonder how much like money those like random betting sites have in the bank, just in case someone makes like an insane parlay and it hits. Yeah. So just like say like Bet Online or My Bookie or something like that. I wonder like, do they have the funds to cover like, say if someone wins thirty thousand dollars or. I mean, I'm sure they do, but like, yeah, yeah, of course they do. I mean, they, like they have to five. Be, let's say it's like five hundred thousand dollars. So like, there's been sites that have had to close betting because they were at their max of what they're allowed to have uh, wagered against. Okay. <clears throat> so like, I think it was one of the Ronda Rousey fights or something. A bunch of different websites they had to shut down because the betting was at a limit of where they were allowed to have the wagers against. I see it. Yep. So they closed betting on the fight at a certain point. No shit. It's like uh, I know one of the Ronda Rousey fights, and I think, uh, dude, she ruled back in the day. And I think one of Conor McGregor's fights, like there was no live betting for a bunch of sites. Oh wow, because like they would have like maxed out and shit. Yeah, they had already maxed out where they were allowed, like how deep they were allowed to have a wagers go. Wow, I did not know that. So yeah, there's a ratio of <clears throat> when they have to pay out a certain amount. There's only so far it's trusted by the. Yeah. How more you know. But yeah, like the Caesars and some of those other ones that are backed by big things. There's you people can bet that whatever you want. Yeah, there's people that bet ridiculous bets. Yeah. There's people that put like three hundred thousand dollars on like the Bengals to cover the spread against the Steelers in week I remember those the dude who put like six figures for the Bengals to cover the spread in week three. Yeah. And it hit. There was one my least favorite betting story I've ever had. I put fifty dollars I I probably told this story to you before. I put $50 on the Seahawks to cover the spread against the Eagles on a random Monday night game. The spread was, I think, six and a half or seven. The Seahawks were up by 14 with 26 seconds to go. Do you remember this? Yeah, vaguely. Carson Wentz throws a horseshit, pointless Hail Mary. The Eagles catch it in the end zone touchdown. They're still up by eight. They could feasibly kick an extra. They went for two and got it. Yeah. So I lost $50 on the most bullshit Hail Mary. But that's how it be. I think some dude actually bet this, the, a crazy amount of the Seahawks to cover the spread in that game. Well, like uh, that in the last Amanda Nunes fight. Okay. I bet on Juliana Pena to win. Just because the odds were so ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, I know Amanda Nunes is fucking do- is one of the most dominant champions we've ever seen. But <clears throat> don't forget, like, Julia Pena isn't here for no reason. Yeah. Like, she's one of those people, the, those pe- that, that whole group training out of Spokane are just fucking monsters. Yeah. You got Michael Chiesa, all these super talented people training at this one camp. And they're like, <clears throat> you think they didn't plan for this? Like, the whole time? Yeah. So yeah, I like I bet on that, made up made more money than I lost on a bunch of the other fights and that it that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Especially since like you know so much and, and like you you know it seems like you know more than some of these betting websites know. Yeah, I, I was like I someone ought to hire me to do that cuz Yeah. <laughs> like I look at some of the odds on fights and I'm like, "Well, of course I'm betting on this one not even because I care who wins, but like, it'll be someone who's been a champion in, like, four other fight organizations coming to the UFC for their first fight. And they're throwing against somebody who's on, like, the last fight of their contract because 
you know, they have to fulfill the contract. And I was like, this is a guy who's lost almost every fight, and he'll be favored over somebody who's coming in new. And I'm like, just because he's new to this doesn't mean he's new to fighting. Yeah. Like he's, he's got like a record exactly. of. Exactly. There's one where it was a guy who had a record of like 41 and four. That is absurd. Yeah, it's so good. And they're like, oh, he hasn't fought anybody. I'm like, no, he beat, who's Mark Valhara's? He beat a bunch of different all people. All these guys. Beat, yeah, and you're like, so, so we're just being like, oh, fuck all of that? Because the yeah. other guys fought in the UFC three times. He lost two of the three fights. And I see the betting odds. I'm like, well, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to make money off of this one real quick. Do it. Like, I don't care who wins. But, yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people who that's how they saw that Chiefs game. Because they said it was one of, like a highly bet, like a, there were a lot of bets placed on that game. Oh yeah. So I think that's how a lot of people just nationwide saw that. I uh, I didn't bet on the I didn't bet on the game this weekend, but I, I did bet on the the only I, I bet like four parlays this week. <sighs> the only uh, I put I put on parlays. That's how I know. I, I know. I'm a cheap boy. Uh, the only uh, I got gambling money for my dad for Christmas. <laughs> so, the only bet I, the only thing I had in the Bengals Browns game. One of my parlays had the Bengals Browns would be over twenty nine and a half. That's pretty safe. Yeah, I, I make very safe bets with my parlays because the over under I think was like thirty something. It's <sighs> so like we'll go down to twenty nine and a half because I, I I like to predict like what's the lowest this final score could possibly be. Right. And I'm thinking twenty to ten. Well, I mean, if you think about like a Bengals Browns game, that's kind of the fun part too because it's either a shootout. Or a shutdown. Yeah, and you're fucking having Brandon Allen versus Case Keenum this week, so it might not be. It's probably not going to be a high scoring game. I mean, you got Mixon out too. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully you get to see Mike Evans, Chris Evans, or yeah, Chris. Sorry, I was thinking like two different things at the same time. Yeah, happens. Uh, Chris Evans. Hopefully you get to see him. Really, I like him because I, I picture him as a guy that like Brandon Allen's going to check it down to him probably like six to eight times. Yeah, they practice together. All the time. Right. And now you got Brandon Allen throwing to guys he's not used to throwing to yet, which I think will be fine. He's an NFL quarterback. Well, I'm, one of the things I do like that the Bengals do is there's usually at least one day during practice where the backup plays with the first team. Oh, well, duh. Well, not all teams do that. Okay. Why? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers is like, why am I throwing these people I don't know? Like, oh, you know, they're on a team with you. There's only 53 of you at a time. Yeah. On the you active roster. Know, you should be able to know 53 people, man. He doesn't even know his own family. Well, there's one time he was like, I, sometimes in practice they have me throwing to people I don't know. And I'm like, how do you not know the guys in the same locker room? Yeah. How they do you not know a guy whose dick you've probably seen? Further proving my point that Aaron Rodgers is a fucking moron. He is a fucking moron. Uh, but you know who's not a fucking moron? The Bengals. They're in the playoffs now. There's a few possible scenarios. Um... The teams that they could face, they could face the Colts in the first round. I don't want them. Nope. Nope. They have the best running back in the NFL who could single-handedly beat a team. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Well, hold on. Let's not say he's the best in the league. Second best in the league. Active. Okay. Best active back in the league. All right. I was just saying, let's let's not forget that Derrick Henry Derrick Henry still, you know, after being out for, what, six weeks, still had, like, the number two... He's in the top ten. Well, I mean, like after he was the first, whatever he missed like five, five or six games, and he was still like number two. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, Derrick Henry, nuts. 
But right now, active-wise, Jonathan Taylor, best back in the league. He can beat anybody. I don't love Carson Wentz. Michael Pittman's a fine receiver. Yeah. But Jonathan Taylor fucking scares me, dude. I mean, he's... Yeah, he's he's tough. He's, he's a tough dude to fucking deal with for anybody. And what happens with Bengals playoff games <clears throat> is there's always that one dude for the other team. He's the player that just single-handedly beats the Bengals in playoff games. It's been Andrew Luck before. It's been... <laughs> TJ Yates, eat my ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been, well, he might at this point in his career. It's been Kimo Von Olhoffen. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Russian hitman. Yeah. He was drafted by the Bengals. <sighs> well, he got paid real well that last year. Yes, he did. How's that, How's that oh, work? Oh, oh. Oh. They have a statue of him outside of Paul Brown. <laughs> or outside of a yeah. Heinz Field. Um, you know who I actually do want to face, and I'm not bullshitting? I want the Patriots. I actually think that'd be a fun game. I think so, too. And a winnable game. That's why I want the Patriots. They're a very beatable team. I think I don't love their passing game. I think Mac Jones has games where he is paltry. Yeah, I mean, if he's getting pressured, he's, he doesn't do great. He's just a checkdown king. Like, his, when he was at Bama, he was lobbing it up to Jalen Waddle, lobbing it up to Devontae Smith, checking it down to Najee Harris, being protected by Alex Leatherwood. Yeah. But now he's got Kendrick Bourne. He's got... I can't even name others. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jacoby Myers. Yeah. I mean, there's a handful of guys there that are, you know, top-level talent, but not. it's not the team it has been. No. And the way they're playing is a little more safe than they have been. Well, because they get to play in a division that's like you get to face the Jets twice a year. I know the Bengals lost to the Jets. I don't Whatever, care. but, you know, Jets, you get to face Dolphins, the Jets, Bills. Dolphins. Bills are good. Right. I'm just saying that. They know those teams, and Belichick's been there long enough that it makes an edge. I don't care what team he's putting on the field. There's an edge of having him under control. Yeah, Um, and um, I think if the Bengals face the Patriots in the playoffs, I don't even know if you can call this a matchup, but I think like the game is going to be determined by Bill Belichick versus Zach Taylor. No, I think what's going to happen is it's going to be – Lou, uh, Anarumo. Lou Anarumo? Yeah. If he can dial it up so that the pressure stays on Mac Jones. And they can do that because Trey Hendrickson's been a sack machine this year. Ogan Joby's absolutely had his moments. I think that's why DJ Reader's being rested this week. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons. Love it. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons he's on you know rest. Yeah. He's not out for injuries. He's out for rest. Yeah. Because like Burrow is uh, Reader's not traveling with the team, nope. is he? And is Burrow traveling with the team? Nope, nope, not at all. Yeah, they are right. staying home. Burrow's going to be watching SpongeBob this week. He's going to be sitting there watching the game on one TV, SpongeBob on the other, smoking a cigar with his giant hog smacking his knees. <laughs> nah, it's going to be slapping his girlfriend. <laughs> well, let's not get a uh, Ray Rice over this, <laughs> dude. Someone had a great. I, I like to. Lloyd knows one of my comments is uh, reading old Wired Team Sucks articles. And I like to read some of those after um, horrible things happen to a team. And I was reading the one for the Ravens today after uh, the year after the Ray Rice incident. And someone commented, 
our starting running back carried his wife across a hotel lobby for more yards than he carried a football <laughs> at any point this year. <laughs> uh, I love, I love like the clever, clever like comments like that on stuff that's horrible. They're they're always funnier when it's something terrible. Yeah, and that's something with like a dark joke because like I've talked about this before with a dark joke, and I've had j- jokes on this on the podcast before. Like if it's a dark joke then it better be funnier than it is dark because if it's darker than it is funny, you're gonna, your groans are going to significantly increase. Right. But I mean, that's, I think to me, the brilliance of people like Geraldo, Jeselnik, Daniel Tosh, even, I think he's, I love Daniel Tosh. I think he's one of those underrated as a joke writer. Yeah. Cause he can, Jeselnik, I think might be the best Jeselnik, Jim Norton, would, would you put? I don't know how much in, you're in a British comedy you are, but are you? Would you put Jimmy Carr Jimmy in Carr, there? I was, he was going to be right there behind. I love Jimmy Carr. I do too. I, I've seen him live. Twice. Really? Yeah, I saw him in uh, Edinburgh. Real? Oh no! I shit. saw him and Jim Jeffries in the same fucking day. Dude. Front row for Jim Jeffries, free show in Edinburgh. Walked in, <clears throat> walked down to the front, sat there, and uh, they didn't have like. They didn't have a schedule up for what it was. He was just like, oh, Jim Jeffries is going to be on at this time. Yep, you'll figure out when. He did, well, I mean, they gave you a time to, that it's going to start. No shit. And he did like an hour and a half. And ripped it, I'm assuming? They crushed. <laughs> it was before the uh, like his third big special. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Which, I mean, might be his most popular one. But I, I literally saw Jimmy Carr at like 5 in the afternoon. And then Jim Jeffries at... Fucking like seven thirty or eight. Not the idea. And then I saw time. Morgan Murphy the next day. She rules, dude. She is an amazing joke writer. She's so incredibly underrated comic. Yeah, if you watch Irish Goodbye and you don't laugh, then we don't need to be friends. I uh, I listened to the album and it was fantastic. Now look up Morgan Murphy. She's fantastic. Um, but. If you wanted to talk about, say, Morgan Murphy or Jimmy Carr or Anthony Jeselnik or Greg Giraldo or the Bengals on, like, an, a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download or use, is there, like, an app you would download? I would download Spotify Greenroom, personally. You're goddamn right. It is a live audio-only sports talk platform. Spotify Greenroom is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It is perfect for watch parties, debates. You were waiting for that to get up, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> it is perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can even share your own experiences on the app. Spotify Greenroom, like we said, free audio-only social media social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join on. You can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. You can talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. You can join in on conversations with me and Lloyd and have a chance to be featured on the Fuck You podcast. Uh, we'll be hosting rooms every week at some time at some place. We're going to figure it the fuck out. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free. Hi, Lloyd. Hi. In the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the sports drink group. Lloyd, thank you for washing your hands. Follow us at F-U-W-L-T Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. Uh, we'll be going live sometime at some place. Come through with your spiciest, spiciest takes. You know what we're about to give some hot takes on? Burns. Uh, 
Ah, the Browns. Yeah, we already roasted them by saying um, tickets are $6, which, hilarious. I mean, it's cheaper than what they're paying Mayfield to do all those commercials now. I know. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, It's taking a little bit to load. So we are going to start with... Uh, we've talked about chomps. We've talked about that fucking elf, Brownie the Elf. Let's talk about swagger. You go first. Which uh, someone on, uh, once commented was YOLO taken. <laughs> um, he actually uh, he died uh, of cancer. In 2019? Yes, he did. Uh, I'm having to do my burn from memory because my burns aren't loading right now. All right, well, I can go for it. <clears throat> Please do. All right. So Baker Mayfield started in 2018. Swagger the dog got sick in 2018 and died in 2019, further proving that Baker Mayfield can kill any and all swagger. That's a great burn. Thank you. I like it. Uh, In in 2020, Swagger died at six of cancer after being the Browns mascot for six years. Given the fact that he had to root for the Browns for six years, I can only assume cancer was his sixth birthday wish. (laughs) It was his second through fifth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Very true. It's like you see one in 31, and you're just like, fucking take me away, Jesus. He's like, hold on, wait. We're, we're betting on this guy? This is the guy? <laughs> the guy from the commercials? Yep. Uh... Let's get to that owner, Jimmy Haslam. Uh, Jimmy Haslam is the owner of the Columbus Crew, who won the 2020 MLS Cup. It's the only football championship Jimmy Haslam will ever be a part of. <laughs> what do you G- got? Jimmy Haslam looks like he is made solely out of the skin of the hot dog sold at his shitty gas station. <laughs> I like that one. Good. Oh, boy. Dude, they got... Um, I couldn't make a burn about this, but like they got like... They just got busted for fraud pretty bad. They had to pay like... Again. $92 million. Again. Yeah. This is the third time. <laughs> they had to pay out like $92 million in fines or something like that. Two of them for the exact same thing. The point, <laughs> like the rewards point scandals. They've really? done it twice. What idiots. Like they were like, oh, we fixed it. And then two years later, we're like, uh, we unfixed it. Nope. The general manager, Andrew Barry, who looks like a gym teacher whose favorite sport is throwing dodgeballs at kids. <laughs> I love that you said that. Andrew Barry, after watching his career highlights, it feels like an episode of Hanging with Mr. Blooper. Because <laughs> he kind of looks like Mark Curry. Boobity, 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 hanging, hanging, Mr. Cooper. I love doing that. I thought you might enjoy that one. Thank you. Coaching. Kevin Stefanski, what do you got? <clears throat> he only signed. <laughs> He looks like he only signed on to be the coach of the Browns for the unlimited unlimited amount of gas station boner pills from Jimmy's Flying J stations. <laughs> um, Kevin Stefanski looks like a high school math teacher who hits up his female students way too soon after they graduate. <laughs> I like that. That is oddly accurate. Billy. Uh, so I got Billy DeVore actually told me uh a story about how like a classmate of his got like hit up by a teacher who like lives in Mount Lookout or something like that. It's like, hey, if you want to come to my apartment, and then the girl was like, yeah, Mister So and So hit me up. I don't remember who the teacher was. It was like, yeah, Mister So and So hit me up. It was something weird. That that's so fucking weird and creepy. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> no, ugh, ugh, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like you're like you're waiting for them to graduate to be like. I'm going to make a move. No, you creep. Go teach college if that's what you're going to do. 
Yeah. College, college it's not that weird. I mean, it's still weird, but it's not as weird. You as can like, still be friends, like, with, like, because they're basically adults. Yeah. Because, like, like I, I, I DJ part-time. I can be friends with the we kids know. I DJ for. Sure. I'm a DJ girl. I'm still friends with some of the people I've, I've DJed for. And it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not trying to fuck 18-year-olds, it's fine. No, don't. Quarterback. What do you have here on, and I can't believe it took me four years to come up with this nickname. What do you have on Bitch Trubisky? <laughs> uh, all right, that's great. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Baker Mayfield looks like he jerks off exclusively, exclusively to Garner Minshew step bro porn. <laughs> Not a great burn, but I felt like it was something you would enjoy. Oh, I loved it. What are you doing, Step Gardener? Like those weird ones where they're like, all right, bro, get out of here before my friends come over. Not unless you blow me. I'm your, just, I'm your brother. And just Gardner Minshew holding a picture of himself as he blow, <laughs> blows Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and uh, Case Keenum sitting on the couch crying. What a fucking chode. Um, I like this one a lot. Baker Mayfield is such a turnover-prone quarterback that even his endorsements involve coverage. (laughs) Let's go! I had one about his turnovers last time that I didn't use, and I was like, this dude has has been responsible for so many turnovers. Arby's has been trying to get him as a sponsor. But I don't think how many people like, because I love the fucking turnovers from Arby's, and I used to get them every day on the way to school. Oh, Arby's Arby's is a secret. It's a secret Jam. But like the apple raisin turnovers they had for a long time were the shit. They were so good. But I was like, that's too weird of a, too specific of a thing to make it. But I like the way you did that. Thank you. It's like progressive. Boom. Too easy. Uh, Speaking of too easy, his backup case Keenum, a man whose head shape is literally the only thing he has in common with Peyton Manning. (laughs) This is how I know the NFL is fixed. Case Keenum was born in Brownwood, Texas. Jesus. Brownwood, Texas. And his parents named him Casey. It's like they were planning the whole time for him to be a backup Browns quarterback. Yeah. And he even. Th- NFL's fixed, bro. Yeah. And he threw a. Uh, and vaccines of- cause autism. And fucking. 5G. Well, we all know that. <clears throat> and somehow I think uh, like Jeff Bezos makes money off of birds or something. I don't know. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure how it all works. But. Birds are spies and they report to the trees. Yeah. Uh, I read an article. Uh, that said that Case Keenum was built to start a quarterback for the Browns, which means he must be really good at tackling DBs after interceptions. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you ever see that thing where he talks about, he's like, oh, I've had a couple people like at NFL events think I was Aaron Rodgers. Why? I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that meant. I don't know what he was trying to say. <laughs> I guess he kind of looks like him a little bit, maybe. I don't I don't no. know. But he said it out loud in front of a whole group of people. And I don't know what the fuck that means, but it's one of the things I always remember about him. Because he wasn't even playing for the Browns at that time. He was playing for someone else. And he's like, yeah, there's a couple of different NFL events I went to where people thought I was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I was like, right, one, I don't know why you said that. Two, I for sure don't know why you laughed at the end. And three... What the fuck is happening right now? It must have been his mom or some shit. Yeah, it's I, like you're my little Aaron Rodgers. Or he just you know found some dumb cheerleader standing on the side. Like no, no, that's me. that guy. Yep. Uh-huh. Running back, Nick Chubb. 
I love this guy. He's an animal, but we're in the podcast, so fuck him. Nick Chubb was named after his great-grandfather, one of eight brothers that found Chubbstown, Georgia, a settlement, a settlement of free blacks which endured to the entire Civil War. An amazing accomplishment. And this particular Nick Chubb is currently disappointing his entire family lineage by playing for the Browns. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb launched his own brand of cereal called Chubb Crunch. Huh. Yeah. which sounds so- like dickworts. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like a good idea until you realize it inspired Kareem Hunt to launch his own hotel chain called Don't Go in the Hallway In. <laughs> well done, sir. Thank you. Speaking of. I'm saying Chub Crunch sounds like scabs from your herpes. It, yeah. It, it, there's nothing appealing about that name. Wow. Uh, it's like Stefanskios. It just sounds like a toothy nope. blowjob. Yeah. No, it's just a Chub Crunch. You're fine. Get over it, you pussy. Uh, you just got a chub crunch. Come on, get back in the game, buddy. Come on. <laughs> uh, which, speaking of, the aforementioned Kareem Hunt, what do you got? <clears throat> he looks like Lil Stain. Yes, he does. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I had nothing. You're fine. I've, I've burnt so many of the things about him to, that, yeah, I just. Yeah. But let's move on, shall we, to another guy we've roasted for years and might not have to roast as a brown for a while. Wide receiver. Jarvis Landry. When asked why he dyes his hair, he said that he's best friends with Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. Which is a weird answer. And it made me realize that he has just decided it's easier to borrow some of OBJ's personality than it was to develop any of his own. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a fun one. It's just a throwaway burn. Jim, uh, Jarvis Landry looks like T. Higgins' dad. <laughs> I don't know why that's as funny as it is, but I like it. <laughs> uh, and let's get to a guy who has some combat sports ties, Mr. Donovan Peoples-Jones. He dates an MMA fighter named Valerie Laredo. Yep. And... There's a whole lot to be said about that. But anyway, when she wins after fight, she celebrates by twerking, which leads me to believe that he enjoys dating a girl that can beat him up, which also explains why he comes in his pants after every time the Browns get beat. <laughs> uh, so let's talk. We'll talk about about like there's so much to say. Yeah, we'll talk about this after that burn, after the burn I have, which is Donovan Peoples Jones is dating MMA fighter Valerie Lareda. She is so good at punching women in, in the face that Brown that the Browns gifted her with a free Kareem Hunt jersey. Ah, <laughs> uh, is she dating the wrong Browns? Yeah. Um. So th- there's a lot to say. You said. Uh, what were you gonna say? She's for sure a middle of the pack fighter. Okay. Like she's just not... like Donovan Peoples Jones is a middle of the pack deep threat. Yeah, they 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 fit together well. I mean, <clears throat> she. She fights for Bellator because she's hot and twerks after she wins. Yeah. That's basically why. Yeah. And they've given her fights that are ludicrous. Like, I think half of the people she's ever fought, it was like their first fight. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's real It's real obvious what they're doing. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see her fight only Malay McFarlane, who's been a champion in Bellator because she's this hot Hawaiian chick that, Okay, that can beat the shit out of you? Yeah. But I just want to see, like, those two fight each other. So, like, I want to see Scott Coker's brain melt as he tries to decide which hot chick he wants to win this fight. (laughs) 
And, and such a and like literally such a random NFL player to try to date. It's like you're not even trying to get like a super. You're trying to get a on any other team a wide receiver three. Yeah, such a random fucking player, Donovan Peoples Jones. But I mean, he has more names than catches. Yes, he does. There you go. There I like go. it. All right. On the spot. On the spot. Burn. I love those because sometimes they can be the best ones. Uh, next up, Richard Higgins. Uh, he is apparently as dumb as he looks. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got serious dumb face. Right. Yes, he does. Uh, the man was born in Dallas, Texas. Okay. He played college ball at Colorado. So clearly the only nickname you can choose for yourself is what he's done. Hollywood. He's the second best Hollywood receiver in the AFC North and yep. the second best Higgins. I, that was where I was going initially with something, but yeah. Boom. I, I kind of had that thought too. <laughs> How do you go to Hollywood? That Dallas, Texas, Colorado. There's nothing Hollywood about it. Nothing. There's no. All right. What? I'm just, even though the other Hollywood came from Hollywood, Florida, which I mean. It's terrible, but it's also it's still a Hollywood. How do you get the how do you give yourself the nickname Hollywood? You don't. When you're from Dallas and you played at Colorado. I mean, I know I Boulder's a rich kid school, but I didn't know it was like, oh, you're in Hollywood now. You're in Boulder. No, you're near ski resorts. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm no, sorry. No, that's fine. I like, oh, I, I skied at Breckenridge. I'm Hollywood. Nope. Nope. Your parents had money. Yeah. Or you were good at football. And sure, both of those things. Both of those things. But stop it. Why, how do you give your... One, giving yourself a nickname is so cringy and weird. Yeah. Giving yourself a nickname that makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> just proves you are as dumb as your face says you are. A hundred percent. Because if you don't believe me, he has dumb face. Google this much. His face looks... Yeah. It, it looks like a fucking Tyler Perry script. <laughs> I feel like his catchphrase... Sounds eerily similar to Lloyd Johnson receiving a text message. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. But mine, the, my text message is a sound made by a goat that was at the zoo. <laughs> when it would bleat, it was like, yeah. So it sounds like it's saying, yeah. It's, it's literally a goat making that noise. And this guy could not be further from a goat. The goat. Yeah. From the goat. Boom. I like it. Now they're on the spot. Fuck it. Uh, R- Richard Higgins looks like he dates the people that lose to Valerie Lorena in fights. <laughs> that is accurate as well. And last wide receiver, Anthony Schwartz. All right. This is my one that I actually liked. <clears throat> Anthony Schwartz won multiple title- titles in the 4 by 100 meter relay. In his draft report, his Auburn coach said, the boy can fly. Leading me to believe that with that statement like that and his Jewish last name, Jimmy H. drafted him because he really wanted to own another Flying J. Yes, he did. <laughs> flying J? I liked good. it. Right. I liked it. All right. I like that one, too. That was... uh, <laughs> Tight end. Austin Hooper. He looks like such a lo- little yuppie lap dog <clears throat> that I'm betting he was taught to play football with a clicker and hard candies. <laughs> He was trained like the little shitty schnauzer he is. Yes. <laughs> uh, what do I have? Uh, Austin Hooper looks like the guy that makes NFL players fake vaccine cards. <laughs> he looked like he looks like Brendan Charles Schwab. 
Because Brendan Schaub had an investment company. Yes. So you think we got him pretty good, right? Yeah. Fuck Except there's one more player. Go for it. What you got, baby? Andy Janovich. Would you like to see a picture of Andy Janovich? Absolutely. <laughs> God damn it. I already know. I get it. He looks like his catchphrase is, so when are you going to let Alex smash? <laughs> I get it. It's uh, it's me with blue eyes. All right. I'll see what you're doing. I'll see what you're doing. Sorry, I wanted you to do that so bad. No, that's I I, I like it. It's, uh, <laughs> I like this. As soon as you click on the picture, I'm like, God damn it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I see it. I get it. Oh, boy. We're going to do another one of those poses. <laughs> oh, all right. Yep. But, Lloyd. Alex. I think we got him pretty good. I think so, too. Let's move on to some predictions and bullshit. Let's do that. <laughs> Predictions and bullshit. So, all that aside, this is going to be a very... It's going to be a game to watch. It's going to happen. People are going to show up to the stadium. Footballs will be thrown. It'll be run. It'll be a game that exists and will completely forget about it the moment it ends. I've forgotten about it already. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be literally Brandon Allen versus Case Keenum. Four years after he made the miracle at... at, uh, the Minneapolis Miracle. It, it's like watching Grown Ups 3. <laughs> it happens, but you don't really care. Yeah. And it's going to happen. I, it'll be a very low-scoring game. Or a very high-scoring game. Just depends on how that goes. It's like, like, the only, like Burrow's out. Mayfield's out. So there's going to be no pick sixes. <laughs> or, or there might be a lot. It's, it's, Who knows? It is fun in the, like, in the aspect of like there's no telling what what's about to happen no it could be a normal 24 to 17 game it could be a 41 to 40 fucking weird shootout like has happened a, a bunch of times with the Bengals and browns not not going to also i will say uh the uh chiefs have officially knocked the Bengals out of the running for the number one seed dicks 28 to 24 was the final um yeah i think it'll be a very low scoring game uh I mean, the Browns are either running for the division, so like they barely give a shit. They're just playing for draft position at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost like they need. It would be better for them to lose the game at this point. Yeah, and and, and the Steelers too, because well, the Steelers are still in the running for the playoffs. Yeah. Which, by the way, do you know how much fun it would be if the Bengals get to play the Steelers in the first round? I know there's a scenario that exists where that can still happen. I know, and I was talking to a friend of the pod, Mitch Stevens, about this. Uh, he did the the Jets episode. He had he had a book. And um, he was like, yeah, I don't want to face the Steelers because and I know we beat them twice this year. It's like something about postseason Mike Tomlin, postseason Ben Roethlisberger. No, I don't care. I, I would. That would be my favorite possible scenario. Yeah. To get to beat Big Ben one more time. That's the dream. Final game to be just. That's picked the apart dream. By the Bengals. God, I would. I, I couldn't love it anymore. That would be a very sweet game. Because I have all the confidence in the world that if they played the Steelers again, they will annihilate them worse than they have. I do. Well, 41 to 10 is pretty hard to top, but I don't. I'm confident. Yeah. Which, by the way, speaking of the Steelers, 
You saw the article that Drew McGarry wrote, right? Yes, and it's your boy. And He's my boy. I saw comments on it. Like I didn't read the whole thing because I've had a violent headache the past couple of days, so staring at screens has not been great. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I saw like the traction it got, and I'm, I'm happy for him. Thank you. Because he, for years, has just hated the Steelers. So all this criticism that he's getting, because like Steelers fans have like been in his mansions, they're calling him like a fucking clown, and they're calling him like just, just basically you know what they're not he's calling a, him what a guy who was charged with sexual assault twice, once in two thousand eight, once in two thousand. Oh, I thought you'd like that. Yes, no, because uh, he's just a guy who wrote an article and he has hated the Steelers for years. Because at the beginning of his Wire Team Socks article for this year. He had a picture of Ben on the bench. He said, your team. And the line, cry, motherfuckers, cry. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I like that a lot. He hates the Steelers. I'm right there with him. Yeah. <clears throat> You'll have to read the article at some point. Oh, I absolutely plan to. I just, yeah. Didn't it's that. so good. He talked about the sexual assaults. He talked about, or the sexual. I'm going to say this to be fair. He talked about the sexual assault allegations. Hey, you know when you settle out of court for that kind of money? Yeah. That means you're confident, not confident that you can win the case. So I'm just going to say the sexual assault. The sexual assault. One in 2008, one in 2009, one at Lake Tahoe, and one by his ho- at a bar by his house in Georgia. Yep. And apparently he was a creep at Miami. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I actually have met someone. She has a, a non-disclosure agreement framed on her wall. <laughs> really? Her last three years at Miami University were free. <laughs> What the fuck? Do you want to know what picture's on the NDA? Her and Ben. Are you fist fucking me? No, 100% serious. That rules. I'm not sure that I'm supposed to say that, but whatever. I didn't say her name. You didn't say her name, but that is hilarious. What a ballsy move. It's framed on her wall. (laughs) Her husband thinks it's the funniest fucking thing in the world. And I think it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. But uh, the article, it's on uh, SFGate, which is a website that McGarry writes for. Um, and it's called, Thank You, Ben Roethlisberger, for being a real jackass. I love it. And he talked. He basically talked about his whole career as a whole. Not only being a good quarterback, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and it hurts in the dick to say it. Yeah. Uh, but he also talked about the fact that like he's had sexual assault allegations. He's been a prick to so many people. He came on to Stormy fucking Daniels. Yeah. And apparently his kids don't really like him very much either. That wouldn't surprise me. That was one of the things in the... Do you remember those articles where it showed him like in a pandemic with a giant beard and weird whatever? Yeah, and just that, that, that cl- weird uh. close-up picture where he's just like just really grisly looking. Yeah, there was a, a guy who got fired for putting a comment in there about his kid's didn't really have anything good to say. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because they've fucking... They've canonized this man. Yeah. It's unhealthy. It's, it's so very Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been there and seen how gray and sad that city is. I've heard it's okay. I Maybe. Maybe there's some part there that... I was there for about a week and a half. Putting up a cell phone tower outside, and there was nowhere to stay other than like right on the edge of Pittsburgh. Everything I saw was gray and sad, and even fun things I went to go do, everyone was shitty. It strikes me as mean Indianapolis. 
it seemed to me like a bigger weird in West Virginia. I could, I could see that. Just like a sad coal town, steel town, like that just doesn't do that anymore. That kind of markets itself as like burly and tough and penis and brr. Yeah, we're tough people that actually won't drive over to Philly because that's scary. No, it's 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 where the liberals live. We don't talk to them. I don't know. When I was there, it was. I went to a movie with a couple of people I was working with at the time, putting up cell phone towers. Everyone in there was whiny and bitchy during a movie. You chose to see this. Yeah, you showed up. You paid money to be here right now, and it was one of the most talkative theaters I've ever been in. <clears throat> and it was. <clears throat> Like the people at the hotel we were staying at, the people at the fucking restaurant we went to, everyone was just like shitty and mean with no personality. Like you can go to Philly and it's mean and aggressive, but there's a personality. There's a so huge personality. I want to go to Philly so bad. <clears throat> oh, I, I'll go with you. I fucking love that place. Dude, I would go in a heartbeat. I, I like that aggressive, confrontational style of talking to people. Okay. I'm way more comfortable in that. Like <clears throat> I was there and I went, we went into a place like, this is before cell phones were like, Super common. Okay. And I still had like one that you bought minutes for. So I'm like 18-ish. Oh, okay. So like 1982? That's when I was born. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> no, like I walked into somewhere. I was like, hey, man, can I use your phone? He was like, no, fuck you. Go find a pay phone. I was like, no, fuck you. Let me use your phone. He just looked at me like, all right, yeah, you're good. <laughs> and let me use the phone. That's a conversation I can have all day. Oh, of course. So like that, as long as it's like, okay, I'm aggressive right back. They're like, oh, okay, you're cool to be here. Like you immediately get like roped in with the Philly people. Oh, of course. Pittsburgh, it was, everyone was just, I don't know, like everyone was like bummed out and shitty and mean, but there's no personality to it. There's no fun in it. It's just like they're, ba I've heard their baseball stadium's uh, cool. It's near a river. Yeah. I didn't go to that, but I don't, I don't do the whole, that's okay. What, what do I call it, Alex? I'm not going to say it. No, go ahead. Do I have permission? Yeah. Ball with the stick game. Yeah. Because <laughs> you gave me shit about that on the Bastard Tournament, and ever yeah. since then I've been like, I'm sorry I ran that joke into the ground. Well, like every time you bring up something about baseball, you're like, you don't like the ball with the stick game. I'm like, I said it once, and it's not funny enough to keep repeating this much. But And you know what? I've stopped. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because one, <laughs> one thing about me is like, with Asperger's, like I kind of like tend to be things in the ground, but the moment I get called on something, Instantly, I'm like never doing that again. Except for one in my room trying to sleep, and you guys are playing Mario Kart, and you yell things for no reason. You you did yell at me. <laughs> I did, and rightfully so. Yes, maybe not, but who knows? <laughs> uh, no, it was <laughs> it was rightfully. I so. woke up to your voice real loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was funny. Yeah, that was the get the fuck out one. Yeah. So the first one was like, shut up. It was like, get the fuck out. The second one, I was like, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of my... And, and I heard Lily go, oh. And I was like, all right, she's better kick her by this bitch. Yep. She kicked me and Cody out, basically. Yeah, it was fun. Now Mario Kart gets intense. But uh, you know what's not going to be intense this weekend? The Bengals game. Let's make some predictions. Go for it. I'm going to say Bengals six and two-thirds. <laughs> All right. Browns, two. All right. I'm going to say <clears throat> Bengals, 51. Okay. Browns, negative three. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Who's your player of the game? Um, player of the game is going to be Brandon Allen. 
Oh, let's go, Brandon, in a different context. Because I have a feeling that Sam is going to hear a lot of let's go, Brandon. Oh, my God. Right? What a weird thing to hear. It's like, thank God this this game is being played in Cleveland. Because the last thing I want is for a stadium uh, to chant let's go, Brandon. And me kind of agreeing with it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, It'll be for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But I'm sure he's going to hear a lot of it. Oh, and every person named Brandon is going to hear it. Yeah. It's going to be wild. So, yeah, that's my player of the game. I think he's going to I think he's going to feed off the weird, unwarranted energy that has nothing to do with his name. Oh, and it's, it's a joke that's going to be beaten into the ground with anyone named Brandon for it, the next already four years. Been. I love the, like, oh, people, like, screaming, like, let's go, Brandon, and looking around, like, aren't you mad? And everyone's like. No, no, I don't really care. That's fine. You're just trying to. It's because people are like, oh, it's a meme for us. It's like, like it's oh, just... you guys did one. Look at you. <laughs> it's it's not even like politics aside. Yeah, it's not even a funny meme. It's just a saying. No, it would have been funny for that first week if it had just like. Okay, that I can agree with. If it had just like spawned and then died down the way it should, but it's that same thing with like every. <clears throat> Every mom that doesn't know how to stop repeating the same joke. Because it, it, it got a snicker that one time. Yeah. In the moment, yeah, I get where it was funny. I get the, him being like, oh, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon, because this guy, Brandon, blah, blah, blah. And everybody being like, no, you know what it meant. Yeah. That we, was funny for a week. Yeah. And then everything passed. That has been like that cringy, like, oh, look at them. They're trying to meme. <laughs> they're trying to... They're trying their hardest. They just, you know, if you can't read, don't make memes. I, I don't know. I, yep. Uh, my real prediction. 17 to 13 Bengals. My player of the game is going to be Brandon Allen as well. I'm going to say he goes 42 of 44 for... Uh, let's say 2,113 yards. I mean, mathematically impossible, but sure. Two touchdowns. And a pick six. Somehow or another, he catches the ball. Yeah. Uh, two touchdowns. Bold prediction. Lloyd Johnson puts on an Andy Janovich jersey and subs into the game. <laughs> Damn it. Yep. At the moment I saw that picture, I'm like, "Yep, we're." Oh, I, I can I can picture like the genesis of where that came from. As soon as that picture came up, I went, "Yep." If I saw it, <laughs> if I saw someone that looked that much like you, yeah, it would for sure be a thing. If if we were somehow roasting uh, Penn Badgley from you, <laughs> Ugh. yep, that's the one I get the most. I I, I get it. I you look one. like Joe from you. Uh, I, I've heard that once a week for He's the like, past I kill two way years. more people than that nerd. <laughs> I mean, uh, something other than what I'm a DJ. I'm a uh, DJ girl. My bold prediction is that the Bengals are going to be so, so thin on anyone to throw in that they're willing to let get hurt in this game. Yeah. Brandon Allen is going to play cornerback. Oh, I like it. He's going to have a pick six on Chase Keenum himself. Case Keenum. Yeah. God damn it. I I don't want to think of a grown man named Casey. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, yeah, because like, 
I mean, we haven't forgot to talk about Chadobia Wuzier, who's like one of the highest graded PFF cornerbacks in the NFL. Mike Hilton, highest graded zone coverage cornerback in the NFL. That's nuts. Yeah, it's all that's awesome. Yep. And normally in a season, this is when we'd say goodbye. Not this year. Not this year, motherfuckers. We're going to the goddamn playoffs. Fuck yeah. Yep. So plugs. Lloyd Johnson. Uh, check out the bastard sermon. Always. Go to Chameleon and Northside. Always. Go Bananas Comedy Club. Up, running, and just killing Kicking it ass. right now. Uh, there's some comics coming up there that you should see. Go see Brendan Ayer. Yeah, dude. That guy is a very funny dude. He's super funny. Yeah, he's... I like that guy a lot. I kind of feel like I made myself look like a horse's ass in front of him, but it happens. I feel like that happens when... Uh, <clears throat> when... When Rand's working with somebody. Yep. He's like, he kind of like, kind of has that like shooby stay in your place kind of mantra. It was like, I'm a comic too. I got decent jokes, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> but he's like, nope, stay in your place. We're going to shit on you just to look cool. Yeah, but it's fine. Whatever. No, I'm cool with it. Like <clears throat> Chad and Lee and Billy were making big hands jokes at my expense <laughs> last night. Like Lee was talking about how he got like he went to a, a nail salon and then Chad Daniels looked at me and he said, like, when you get your nails done, you do you have to sit in the next building over? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And I laughed a lot. Uh, Chad's fucking hilarious. He's my second favorite living comic. I like it. Atel's number one. I mean, Gerald is my second favorite comic overall. Rest God rest his fucking soul. He's he's the man. But then Chad Daniels is number three. Yeah. He's, he's ridiculous. All of this shit's free on YouTube, too. Yeah, dude. Uh, go listen to Twelfth Night. Very good album. Yeah. Um, plugs. I don't have a whole lot of shows right now. <clears throat> because I just uh, I just closed out the Pro-Am at Go Bananas for the first time. And everyone has COVID. <laughs> yeah, for fucking real. I closed it just in time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, a, that was a fucking blast, dude. I, I got to snag the list as a souvenir. Fuck yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Frame that shit. I am going to. I've got a few things I got to frame. A picture of Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, an NDA from Lee saying, "Hey, don't tell anyone we let you do this." Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try, gonna try to go to Nashville within the next month. I'm gonna try to go to Chicago. Uh, over the next month, just to do some shows and just, honestly, just some mics. Because like, come summertime, I kind of want to start featuring. Yeah, and just and you um, should be. Yeah, I'd love to. So. Um, I'm going to start reaching out to clubs and figuring out, like, I might look at, like, Looney Bins or something like that. Because it seems like a decent, like, entry-level yeah, feature I'm, club. Uh, check out, like, you know people down in Atlanta, Laughing Skull? I've, I, my friend Beth lives down there, but I haven't talked to her in a little bit. But I can hear her pretty much any time and be like, hey, can I come hang with you? And she'll be like, yeah. And I'll just, like, try to get in some clubs, like the Punchline. Like, Lee, Lee, uh, Lee works at the Punchline all the time. There you go. I bombed at the Punchline one night. <laughs> Those are always the funnest stories. Oh, my God. Uh, the bombing stories when they're, like, hilarious. Like, one of my favorite bombing stories was when was when Zach Wyckoff <laughs> bombed at a library at 11 a.m. for old people. <laughs> Have you seen the video that Lee posted? No, I didn't. There is a video of Zach Wyckoff, dear, dear friend of life, dear, dear friend of the pod. He was doing stand-up at 11 a.m., a bunch of old people in the crowd. <clears throat> He's telling jokes and getting absolutely nothing. And there's a video of this. And the camera points around and Lee is laughing his ass off. 
I love it. He's just snickering, just like, what the? This is so great. Oh, uh, one other plug I forgot. Check out uh, What You Into, Anthony Tank Mansfield. Me and, me and Blake Hammond were just on doing I did an, see an that. MMA episode. It was a lot of fun. That rules. And uh, I'm going to try and have him, him on next season for, he's a big Browns fan. Oh, we forgot to have him. Yeah, because he got the Rona. Yeah, something. He, he was. I remember at one point I was talking about it, but I think for that first game something happened and he couldn't do it. Yeah, and then he caught the Rona, so now he can't even feature a Wileys. No, sure. no, I meant Anthony Mansfield. Oh, Anthony Mansfield. Oh, Blake's a Bengals guy. Forgot. <clears throat> yeah, Anthony Mansfield uh, was uh, the one I was talking about having on for one of the Browns episodes. That's right. But, yeah, I don't have any plugs. So, all that being said, Lloyd. Alex. I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns. We, we like, like the Bengals. Bengals. Wow, man. Fuck you. We, we like, like the, the Bengals. Bengals.